If you're listening to this and didn't already know, we have a YouTube on Words and Witchcraft. There you will see Rudy's art, our beautiful faces, and many cats walking through our screens. The last time that we saw the Cabal, they had been detained. The car that they were driving in had a tire that just happened to pop. But of course, this was no coincidence. We cut back to the morning of Angerona, or at least that's her shadow name. She makes a move on a chessboard sitting at her dining room table. There is no one sitting across, but she knows that someone else will make the next move. Where most people would have their jacket and keys, Angerona has a porcelain alabaster mask. And she takes it with her as she goes down to her vehicle and drives that vehicle to the intersection where the player characters had their misfortune. Getting out of the vehicle, she nods to another figure, also masked across the street, and then proceeds into the gas station. She is not surprised when the bell rings. And when Mona, Charlotte's character, enters the gas station to pick up chocolate and chips. They have a short conversation and she goes over to the window to watch as Mona begins to get their friends ready. She can sense the lie. She can tell what Mona intends to do and has seen it, seen multiple futures, but as paths that could be walked. And that's why she walks around behind the car unseen. And as the police officer flares on the lights and pulls in to block off the car, she walks up to the officer who is detaining the car and says, it's all right, I'm their guardian. The officer looks at the blank piece of paper held in her hand and doesn't see the alabaster mask. Instead, he sees someone of legitimate authority to him and with a nod, he gets into the police car. His car won't start, but she doesn't care. She steps into the Lincoln, into the driver's seat, as the driver who vacated that position walks away back towards the direction that you came. They step into the car 
And without looking at any of you, you can all tell that now there are eyes upon you. She says, please don't try to leave. This is in your best interest. Hey, this is kidnapping, you know. You're no children and the car starts. Can you not kidnap adults? I turn, I turn backwards to Hannah. Can you not kidnap adults? You're muted. You can totally kidnap adults. This is, this is catnapping. You're catnapping some cool cats. Um, can I use mental scan to try and figure out what, what they're doing? Where are they taking us? Yeah, so that would be a mind spell and you'll roll Gnosis plus mind because it is not in your um, tree of life and spirit. You're going to spend a mana to cast this spell. And additionally, it's going to be opposed by their resistance. So you'll need to get a certain number of spell successes. Uh, ooh. Uh, that's two successes. With two successes, you can tell that whatever emotions this person is feeling are hidden. They're like they are masked as well. You can almost see the edges of the aura, but in the center where the aura that would display their emotion should be, there's kind of like a blankness, an empty gray space. Each can activate a mage site if you would like to examine this situation. Yes. Oh, what a good kitten. And I would definitely throw on fate site if that's cool. Yeah. So if you'd like to roll it, I'll tell you what. So roll fate plus gnosis. It's a big nope. I got no successes on that. All right. Um, I am going to say that you do put up fate sight and you can tell that this person has some sort of fate spell on them. You're just not sure what it is. Okay. Um, I'm going to turn to the back seat and say, well, in case you already didn't know, uh, guardian of the veil, guardian of the veil, back of the car. I make my introductions. <laughs> I stick my tongue out um, uh, and, and trigger my uh, spirit sight for one success. Um, with your spirit sight, your continued defiance has actually created a tiny defiance spirit because the ideas that we nurture in this world, they start small and they begin to grow. And it's a, it's a tiny butt with wings that's on your shoulder. <laughs> um, with your spirit sight up, you can also tell that that embodied, it's not uh, physically embodied, but it is manifest. Um, the police spirit that you saw last session is following the car on a ghostly motorcycle. 
Um, who or what are the veil? Oh, they're like magic police. They came to my door my first year I awakened because I was blogging way too much detail about the magical world. So I definitely toned that down and they haven't bothered me since, but they intimidate me and I squint my eyes at the guardian. She still doesn't look at you. You notice that her hands are a little bit too long for her body. And you, those of you who have mage sights on, can tell that the appearance that you see before you um, is an illusion, but it's also in some ways a true self. It's like this person is projecting another image on top of themselves, and it's shifting as if there's multiple images projected on top. That long, thin hand reaches up and touches the roof and casts a fate spell upon it. Uh, can I... Counter it? Yes, you yeah. could. I counter it. I'm gonna say, oh no, you don't. <laughs> Okay, um, you're going to roll your supernal distillation. Yes, I am. And that is one of my spells, Occult 2. And I add uh, Fate, no, Prime. Prime. Four. And I'm also waving around my wrench. Add one. Yep, add a die to this roll. Okay. I will also speak Atlantean. Um, it will be too long if you do all those things at once. Okay, I'll just wave the the wrench, and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to uh, um, Ermengarda. And actually, uh, if you want to also roll a wits plus composure check after you roll your dispellation. Okay. Uh, see, Ermengard, it's like a magic wand. It helps you cast magic. Just careful where you swing it. <laughs> <laughs> I only got one success. Uh, you're, you try to undo the fate that they are leaving there, but you are unable to do so as they get essentially a more powerful version of whatever fate spell that was. The face continues to look forward, but a second face turns towards you. It's small and not the right size for this head. Trevor, show Kitty, please. Okay, what <laughs> happened now? Yes. <laughs> Oh. Oh, he's biting my finger. Okay. Nope, no, that's not you, what you need. Uh, Charlie, do you have a re on the wits composure? Um, you can see that as she casts that spell, there's a dead fly in her hand, which she squishes. The one that's on the driver's wheel, that is. Um, with your prime and fate sights up, you can tell that whatever spell was being cast on the car is one to um, 
essentially propel it in a direction towards a certain fate. Of course, I assumed that. Can I turn the car up? No. How fast are we going? The car is moving at a reasonable speed, maybe 35 miles an hour. It's going down some, uh, it's not like a highway, but they're fairly main roads. Can I, uh, can I encourage, encourage my defiant spirit to, encourage my defiant spirit and cast gremlins to interfere with the car's ability to work? kind of have the defiant spirit like rouse gremlin energies in the car. Why don't you give me a spirit gnosis check? As two successes. So yeah, the flying butt floats into the dash and the lights start flicking on and off. The radio comes on and then it starts rapidly changing stations. Um, The figure in the driver's seat in the mask does not immediately respond to any of the things going on on the dashboard and you think they might be able to uh, at least be aware of that something is happening there with some sort of magic. If we do not reach our destination, you will find our justice swift and far less lenient than I am now. Where is our final destination? Is this final destination? (laughs) (laughs) Instead of telling you where you're going, they say five minutes. I mean, how much do I know about the, can I do like an occult roll to see how much I know about these so-called guardians and how much efficacy she has based on that sort of threat she has displayed right now? Um, yeah, you can definitely, it would be more of like an intelligence politics check to know the boundaries of what the Guardians of the Veil can do, but you do know the Guardians. The Guardians are like the secret police, and if they're here, it means that you've gotten in trouble in a way that's breaking one of the core tenets of Maeve's society, which typically is revealing things like magic to sleepers, but you don't think that you've done anything like that recently. Um, They were the ones who actually enforced you staying out of the city, however, and you are illegally back in this city, Parallax. Right. Uh, Do you get any successes on that intelligence politics check? Actually, I didn't roll. Give me one second. Uh, two successes. Um, with two successes, you know that the guardians should, in theory, answer to the hierarch. You've heard that the hierarch of the city is missing. 
So it's now a question as to who do they answer to now. You also know that the Guardians are a global organization and would probably have their own uh, superiors and like there's a whole network of Guardians somewhere in theory. Um, you also know that it is highly likely that this person is not working alone. Guardians tend to work as cabals. Okay. Okay. I say, where's your warrant? You can't just kidnap people when you want to talk to them. Yeah, none of us have done anything wrong, right? I mean, like it's been a minute, but it was just my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at this point, there is a foul odor from inside the uh, dashboard that emanates outward. Um, Car. <laughs> the Guardian says with clear authority, and as you realize it, um, the three of you who normally speak high speech understand that what they're doing is they're declaring something in the supernal truth of this world and you understand what they are saying to be true. You have violated the laws of our reality. You are accountable to our community and there are those who wish to speak with you. They outrank you. Two minutes. And if they just want to talk, I have no issue. I have an issue but... with kidnapping. I, I look at Parallax and like, wait, this is you? They want you? What did you do this time? I give you the big eyes like, no. <laughs> don't, don't talk about it. <laughs> Does this mean we don't get to go shopping anymore? Uh, whenever we get back to the church, totally. It's only like two, Newbury Street's only like two blocks away. You'll love it. Um, the car has pulled out of the town area, like the central area of whatever town you were in. And now is in a more residential area where the houses are further spaced out. It's wooded and there are some crumbling old stone walls in the area. The Lincoln turns without using its directional. Even worse. Use your blinker. Use your blinker. The driveway that the car pulls into is one of a two-story house where the doors and windows are painted white, but the house itself is made out of some sort of stone. The building looks like it's been around for a while. The yard is perhaps once nicely maintained, but now you can tell that there are some dead leaves left over from last fall. It's currently spring. And it just looks like the gardens here have overgrown and with your spirit sight on Hannah, you can tell that there is some sort of spirit court here, that there are spirits that are kind of like lingering and hiding around in the area. With I your- I my prime sight on. 
Yeah, with your prime sight on, you can tell that there's definitely some sort of spells cast on the house. Do you want to roll a prime gnosis for me? Yes. I'd also like to see like how good the ley lines are and if this is like a really nice spot. Prime gnosis. One, two, two. With two successes, you can tell that the ley lines cross behind um, the uh, building somewhere, and you can also tell that there is some sort of forces and mind spell with a conditional fate trigger over the building itself. Mm. Um, and Parallax, with your fate side up, you can tell that somehow this building is related to each of you. Do you want to roll a fate plus gnosis check for me? None? You're one. Okay. So with one success, you can tell that the fate of this building is linked to all four of you equally. It's not a building that you have been to and it seems unnatural for it to already have a destiny with you but destiny can lead many ways through time i'm gonna turn back and whisper to ermengarde you need a, na a page name a page name it's like it's like my real name's not mona it's like a it's like a secret name, so you don't tell anyone your real name. Because if you tell anyone your real name, you're in big trouble because they can use it against you. The Guardian says, a newly awakened mage, is it? Nope. I was just telling that butt spirit. Oh, wait, I don't see the butt spirit. Yeah. I don't see it, so I say... Uh, nope, nothing to see here. <laughs> the Guardian. Oh, gets... wait. Um, can I say it? Because I can control frequencies of sound. Can I, can I say it so sh the driver doesn't hear and it just goes into Ermengarde's ears? I'm going to say that you would. He only hears my responses still, though. She could bend all of the sound. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say it's too late because you had to think of it before this. And okay. they're going to open the door and just before they get out of the car, they say welcome to the covenant. Please join us inside. Before we get out of the car, can I use the warning gesture to uh well, it would be a reach to do everybody, wouldn't it? Uh, I could put it on myself. What um, rank is it? Uh, two. So you could put it on uh, one other person without risking paradox. And you could put it on everyone if you wanted to risk a little bit of paradox. Um, uh, 
I've been a little bit spooked by the paradox that happened last time. Um, but I'm going to put it on myself and Parallax, who seems to be the one who's causing all this trouble. <clears throat> as, as historically. <laughs> um, that's... Um, and I go to like fist bump parallax, <laughs> do this warding gesture. Like, it's gonna be totally fine. <laughs> That's one success. Is this like a pentagram high five? Just yep, nice. So you cast that spell on the two of you. And with one success, you've created a ward to protect from spirits on both of you. Could I cast a prime shield on Ermengarde and I? You can. It would prevent spells from being cast directly on your pattern. Yes. So why don't you roll that? Uh, prime plus Gnosis? Yep. Uh, are you using any tools? Because remember, tools add bonus dice. Yes. Okay. How many successes? Uh, can I only add one tool again? Well, now you could take a moment before you leave. Every yantra beyond the first adds another round to the spell casting. I would like to um, put my hand on Ermengarde's shoulder for contact as a contact mm -hmm. for one speak in high speech for two and also have my wrench out for three. If all of you joined hands, you could actually cast it on everyone here with prime four. Oh yeah. Um, everyone join hands. Kumbaya. Uh, yes, mutual aid. <laughs> Man, can I spend something to reroll that? Um, technically, you can just cast the spell again. Did it not work? Yeah, I got zero on all of those rolls. Yeah, you're feeling a little flustered. You can cast it again, though. Okay. So it's uh, prime plus gnosis plus three. Okay. Okay, much better. One, two, three, four, five, five. All right, so yeah, you charge up an arcane ward around your friends speaking in Atlantean. And those of you with mage sights on, and even you, Ermengarde, do feel a buzz of power. Um, with mage sights on, you can see Mona's Nimbus, though, which is those gears. And it looks as though there's an energy that passes through the gears that make up Mona's hands into the gears that suddenly your hands are made out of. And does anyone else want to do anything before you get out of the car? Yeah, I want to like kind of unwrap Byron from my skirt and just go, Byron, can we go in there? It seems we do not have a choice. I would not want to go against the will of the guardians, but you can't let them know that I'm here. Here's what you must do. 
rip off a piece of this dress and use it to cover my skull while wishing me invisible to their eyes. Right, can I just do, can I just do that? Yes, you must believe that it would work though. You must see it in your mind. Okay, okay. And I, I do that. So I, I rip off a piece of my skirt and when I do it in a very, uh, not at all awkward way, make this loud, like, <clears throat> kind of cough, you know, nothing's going on. Wrap it around Byron and, like, put my hands around him and go, please, 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 please disappear. <laughs> um, what do I roll? Yeah, it's going to be a death plus gnosis check. With two successes, it's not like Mona's spell that physically makes things invisible, but you deaden the area around it and you don't sense his presence as much anymore. And in fact, you can kind of hear his voice going down to a whisper. He says, excellent, make physical contact when you, and the voice is gone. Is this a situation where I know nothing about it? So fools Russian would be applicable. Um, I don't know how much I know about the guardians. Don't know that much about the guardians. You know that they're the magic police. Do you have the occult skill? Ooh, um, yes, I've got one. Okay. Do you want to roll maybe an intelligence plus a cult check? That's two. Two successes. Um, you know that ultimately the Guardians are a faction that believe that pride and hubris must be punished but some sins can grant wisdom. So while they are like a police organization, they're not the kind of police organization necessarily that is going to imprison you. More like they're the secret police who are going to try to adjust your actions from behind the scene. You also know that the Guardians of the Veil do this thing where they create a labyrinth and essentially mislead sleepers from understanding the true nature of magic. Their whole thing is protecting magic from the abyss. And how do they do that? Well, they protect magic from sleepers ultimately because when sleepers witness magic, they can destroy it and create paradox. Ooh, but... We got a good glimpse of the abyss last time, so they're probably pretty upset. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Is the guardian in the building or are they waiting for us outside the car? Outside the car, you don't see them. You've been talking for a bit now and you think they are proficient in stealth. Um, m with your spirit sight though, Hannah, you can tell that the police spirit 
is in between you and the exit. You see no living humans here though, anyone. No one sees any. When you say exit, do you mean exit of the car? No, the driveway. Okay. How's that police spirit is kind of guarding the end of the driveway? I'm gonna encourage my butt spirit to go pester him. <laughs> the butt spirit flies off with glee. <laughs> Parallax, could you tell, like, open a portal to the church? Uh, easily. It like, would take a second. It's up to you. Would you like to talk to the veil? Because we both know what they're going to talk about. Uh, I mean, or do you want to avoid that conversation? <laughs> I would certainly like to avoid it, but I think fighting it, it'll make it worse than you know just talking it out i mean innocent right oh no we're we're innocent yeah totally i didn't do anything wrong i mean radicalism is really the best way to you know change the world but like innocent or like not innocent, innocent. Or like, more like. Oh, totally innocent. Totally innocent. I have never done anything wrong in my whole life. Oh, we should totally, we should definitely go in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just talk it out. I think I'm I do parallax. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think I'd like to leave this car. Yes, party has been in the car talking for like seven minutes. So you all awkwardly get out. You got like your magic armors now, but um, in you think that it was pretty clear that you were sitting in that car discussing strategy and casting spells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incognito. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to go for the front door or see where they want us to go. The front door opens as you come towards it, and you see that masked figure. She's standing there with her alabaster mask and gestures with one of those long spindly hands for you to come inside. The front room here is furnished as a living room. There is a number of small bookshelves that have all been cleared of any books. A massive armchair dominates this room. It is one of a few seating areas around the room, but it's positioned near a stone fireplace and is clearly some sort of position of power. There are multiple exits here that lead. Um, There's a kitchen to your left. Then to your right, there's a small hallway, but it ends at a closed door. And when I say small hallway, I mean, it's only like a five foot hallway. There are uh, exits to the front right as well. And two closed doors on the opposite wall. The guardian says, the neonate will wait here and walks towards one of those closed doors. Do 
Do I recognize that term? You would. A neonate is essentially like a magic apprentice. And it's not a flattering term. Rude. I think it means baby. <laughs> That's another way to put it. I'm going to take a seat in that uh, giant armchair that just looks like it's a position of power. It's totally doing it. Yeah. yeah. You settle into that. Yeah. Put my, um, I cross my legs. I'm just like, yeah, this, this is nice. Yeah, all right. Yeah. As you sit into that chair, you can feel your fate and the fate of this chair kind of like merging together easily. Roll me a wits plus composure check. Pretty sure I'm good at that. Yeah, pretty good at it. Not as good as I thought, but still pretty good. One success. With one success, you notice that there's a little bit of embroidery on the side, on the right arm, and on the left arm. It looks as though it is two lines coming together with cross lines along it, some sort of occult sigil that you recognize as being a symbol of the silver ladder. The guardian waits at the door for a moment and then looks at you, Parallax, and says, you must follow. Uh, can we have the meeting right here? I mean, this chair is so comfy and I feel connected. There is not enough space for all of the concerned parties. If you insist, I take like a big glance at the chair. It's like, ah, it feels right. And I, I'll start following them to this other room. Okay. Um, you enter into the room and beyond it, there is an old fashioned, it's a, uh, it's like a school room. So there's an area where the teacher would be. And then there are these big long wooden benches that fill this much larger room. There are several groups of people here and almost all of them are wearing masks. Kind of like creepy masquerade masks. Um, there is one group where there's a stately dressed woman who is a bit heavy set and they are wearing an angry face mask um, with wavy copper red hair and next to them is a tall athletic man with tanned skin and a shaved head dressed in a black turtleneck their mask is a mask that is impartial it's just kind of like a straight lined very serious looking mask um there is also a, so there's those two people on one side and then on the other side, there is a man who's got a skull mask with a medium length wavy hair and pale skin. 
dressed in a, it's like a formal tux and it looks kind of antiquated. Standing next to them, even with her mask on, you can tell there is a gorgeous woman. She's in a low cut, thin black dress, very witchy. Um, and she's kind of got like an angelic presence to her. In terms of game mechanics, she's got striking looks for, which is like angelic, unearthly beauty. And she has long black straight hair. The only person who doesn't have a mask is directly in the middle of this room. He's a man who has a cut cape on his shoulders. It's like a half cape dressed in a thick coat with long um, shoulder length blonde hair, immaculately kept. He's got a well-groomed beard and mustache. He's got a very severe look on his middle-aged face and he has a uh, cane with a crystal on top of it which he's kind of like leaning against as he is sitting down in judgment of this room. The guardian allows Parallax to pass into this room. All right, yeah. Oh, sorry. Nope. Um, yeah. Definitely following into the room. Try to follow too. There's uh, a gesture as you try to go through and says, the figure, the guardian at the door says, you will wait here until your fate is decided. Um, which one of us? It's you, Ermengarde. They're stopping you. It's cause you're a noob. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. I use, um, I'd like to roll. I like to roll persuasion because I'm not as good at talking. Um, but uh, can I say, is it the best way to groom a new maid for your goals to let them participate early? These are matters of the most serious nature. Knowledge is dangerous. And those who do not need to know should not. I don't flop in the chair that Parallax had been sitting in, but like not politely. I do like the walk on symbols <laughs> of the like, all right. <laughs> Mona, are you going in? All right. The guardian is going to shut that door and step inside the room with you. In that room, the figure gestures for you to sit at one of the benches. Okay. Um, you can sit on the left next to the man with the shaved head and the woman with the curly red hair, or you can sit on the right next to the stunningly beautiful woman and the man in the skull mask. I call that spot. I want to sit next to the lady. <laughs> I'm gonna sit on the floor, cross-legged. I'm just gonna sit next to that girl and like just look at her face. She's wearing a mask of a, uh, also a beautiful woman. 
but you've never met this mage before. You don't know who she is, but you can tell with your prime sight on that she has some mind and space spells upon her. And do I recognize anyone else in this room since I've had dealings with? It's a great question. Would you give me a, um, I think it would be an intelligence politics check because some of these people you might've seen around the concilium, um, Hannah and Parallax, you would also roll intelligence uh, politics. Mm -hmm. Do not have politics. Then it's a minus three penalty to your intelligence. Is this the Nemean Council? Zero dice. That is a one. One dice. I got one, by the way. Okay. Um, so, Hannah, you don't know who these people are. Why would you? You don't really care. And Mona, you don't recognize any of them specifically, but you think that they do look like... So when the... Concilium gathers, it gathers at different areas based on what the Nemean would declare. He would like declare it and then have all the wizards go there. Oftentimes it would be near this area at a place called the Cormant House, which is an old museum. And there used to be like 40, almost 50 mages sometimes there in attendance. So these could easily be those people. But we're not at the Cormant House. You are not. the Guardian announced this as the Covenant House. And Parallax, you don't recognize any of these people except the man without the mask seems familiar somehow to you. Uh, Parallax, are you remaining standing or are you gonna sit on one of the benches? sit next to that dude that I recognize. Uh, he's kind of like not one of the choices unless you oh, yeah. leap over the desks here. He's in the middle of this room. He's kind of set himself up in this power position. All right, I'm going to sit as possibly close to him as I can. So like, you know, whatever, I'll choose like the left side, but like towards the front, I guess, if that's where he's at. Um, so he, you'd have to walk past the people on the left side, there are two people on the left side. There's a woman with an angry face and she's got curly red hair. And then there is a tall, uh, bald man with tan skin and a turtleneck. I just, I just have to walk by them. Yeah, it's a pretty narrow fit though. You, it's like a squeeze. <laughs> I'm going for it. I'm going to be like, excuse me. And just, just, I'm going to sort of, I'll put my back against the wall a little bit and just like sort of shimmy a little bit if I can. And I'll be like, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting over there. Why don't you give me a dexterity plus manipulation check? Um, the guardian stands fairly close to you, Hannah. Like oh, I'm looking up because I'm sitting on the floor. Got one success on that. Um, so the woman moves to let you out of the way, but the man with the shaved head glares at you. You can feel through the mask a real menace. He makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, he, he can glare all he want. 
chips. I don't care. Uh, he's yeah. not moving to make it easy for you to squeeze past, and now you're kind of like stuck between the two of them. It's a bit of an awkward situation. All right, I'll be like, excuse me, please, sir. He says, I heard you didn't know your place. I'm sure I've heard a lot of things about me. I am quite amazing, and I sort of I'll brush my shoulder against him if that's possible to walk yeah, by him. Yeah, you, like, you jostle him, and you've made an enemy. <laughs> yes. Screw that guy. What a jerk. As you get around that couple and you uh, get towards the man in the center of the room, he's now risen. He is uh, a little bit taller than you, actually, and you're fairly tall. He's um, broad-shouldered, and that sense that you got that he's familiar, it keeps nagging at you. With your fate sight on, you can tell that he does have some connection to you somehow. Um, and he says, <clears throat> we're gathered here to discuss matters that are most grave. A string of disappearances across our city. Mages who are able to pass from one place to another place with their will have been disappearing. But did you know how they've been killed? We found their body and reconstructed their last moments. Whatever killed them is invisible to our post-cognition. But we did see this. And he, with a prime spell, starts to cast something that's going to generate tasks in the air. It forms into a blade, a very familiar sword. I look around the room like, I swear that's not mine. <laughs> not anymore, at least. <laughs> I was just about to be like, oh, hey, that's your sword. <laughs> he sets the constructed blade between you and him, Parallax, and says, declare it. Declare that this blade is not yours in the true speech. Uh, okay. And in true speech, I declare that this sword was no longer mine. Okay. As you do that, you can see your connection to even just the construct of this sword kind of like flicker and wane a little bit, but you can tell with your fate side up that the true blade now yearns for your blood. And they nod and say, and swear that you have not killed anyone since you returned to Boston. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> uh, I have not killed it. Oh. I haven't killed anyone that I know of. And I declare that. <laughs> He shakes his head. 
You're too much of a danger to this city. There's a reason that you were outcast. I was asked back here. I didn't want to be involved in this. And it sort of didn't really get much of a choice. Ah, uh, yes. Your fellow Paris. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. One of your fa- fellow Nemean members have uh, basically summoned me here and didn't really give me much of a choice. Jane, I am sure, thought that he was doing what was best for the city. The White Putnams have always felt that they are doing what is best, but as a counselor, he does not have the authority to do that. Well, it seems you guys are doing, you know, you guys are doing absolutely nothing to uh, handle this issue. As far as I'm concerned, we're the only ones that have done anything so far. So the fact that you've summoned up here to point fingers and be mad at me for being involved, I mean, how dare you? Seriously. You return to our city and the murders increase. They happened a few before you turned here, but he shakes his head. You're a time mage. You could easily have gone there and murdered them. You're not our only suspect, but you are certainly a suspect and you are not allowed free reign of my city. I should introduce myself. My name is Numa, and I am also a counselor here. That's a big deal, Mona. Uh, Counselors essentially lead one of the paths. It means this guy is one of the most proficient masters in his arcanum in the city. And what is his arcanum? That's a good question. You don't see any spells up on him. He did cast a prime spell, but he can't be the Obramos counselor because that would be Chain Paris. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, I actually have to make a point on that last comment you made. I mean, clearly, obviously, I'm a time age. That that's no secret to anyone here, I guess, for the for all that matters. But you would know if you had, you know, you did any sort of work on this project at all you know that time magic has been unstable in your so-called city for i don't even know how long since i've been here and you would know that i can't cast any time spells believe me i've tried with minimal success and that's why we're doing what we're working to fix right guys i sort of like look at the my fellow cabal mates it's a risk that we cannot take While I appreciate your intent, I am a higher ranking member of the Mysterium than Mr. Paris, and I have overruled his decision. From this moment, you are off of that particular case. You may leave the city, if that is what you wish, but otherwise you will remain here under the protection of your friends. And he turns towards Hannah and Mona. Think of it as a house arrest in the interest of us all. 
What? What? Can I have a look at that sword? Uh, you are you saying that or are you doing it? Mm, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna like ask that that beautiful lady next to me. Like, can I look at that sword? She's going to say, "That's not the real sword. It's just a construct." Oh, thanks. Where is the real sword? We're not sure, she says, having the side conversation, but she looks up as Numa is looking at you and says, if your companion is to stay here, you must swear that if he leaves this house, one of you will accompany him. Yeah, totally. We're very good babysitters. I don't get babysat. Where's the real sword? When we solve these murders and find the real sword, then you'll be released and may even return to politics in our city. Well, who's on the case? The guardians are on the case. That's their duty. The Mysterium will understand the knowledge that they provide, but we are not active problem solvers in this issue. It simply does not concern us. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a lot concerns you. You're more worried about a few murders and then the fact that magic is unstable in your city. Murders of awakened. People die all the time. And it's clearly your fault. He raises his eyebrows and says, I do accept fault as the one who is soon to be the hierarch of this city. I take responsibility for all the lives in my city. And that is why I give you this ultimatum. And we're going to cut from there back to the living room parlor where, um, Ermengard, you have been just kind of like sitting here in this chair for a bit. Um, and you're starting to get a little bit bored when from the kitchen, a black bird flies in and lands on another chair. It's a crow. And the crow has a mouthful of some sort of bread-like thing, which is swallowing. Is there anyone else in this room? No, just you and a bird. Do you know the crows with the coins? Oh my god, I'm talking to a crow. I need to talk to this girl. Do you know the crows with the coins? <laughs> nice to see you talking to me this time. Uh, am, I, am I dead again? I don't know. Have you been dead before? What? Last time we talked, with the stairs, and the coins, and the people from the maze. You sound real crazy. I was in that maze. I saw you there. Didn't look good when they took you away, but neither did I. Uh, 
Are you here to help? Please say you're here to help. I don't know what you mean by help. I'm here to know. I'm here to discover. Perhaps like all of us. Are you all like this? Is nope. it, do I have to learn your real name, your crow name? Then will you help me? Is it Artemis? My crow name isn't Artemis, but I don't think I'm going to tell you. You can just call me Crow. All right, I reach under in like my skirts and I pull up a bag of chips from Mona and I like rip it open and I hold on out to the crow. Be like, will you be more helpful if I share my chips? Why don't you roll me a presence or manipulation plus animal pen? Ooh, okay, I don't have the animal pen. Ooh, okay. I re-roll zeros, right? That's right, and they count as successes. Four. Oh, well, I had four. Lori just ruined it. <laughs> With four successes, you know not to hold out the uh, snacks, but instead you just kind of like toss them on the ground and overjoyed, the crow flaps down and says, okay, you can call me Shadow. That's my name. <laughs> um, Shadow, are my friends okay? In, you know, there. They wouldn't get hurt by the people in that room. Well, not unless they cause trouble. Very strict about the rules around here. I'm worried about Parallax. He seems kind of, kind of questionable. Oh yeah, Parallax. He's that murderer going around murdering everyone in the city. Oh, um, hmm. Can I leave again? Do you remember how last time I left? We talked and then I left? The no. crow turns his head and says, last time I saw you, you shot me. That's, that's very true. That's a fair point, Shadow. That's, uh, that's on me. Um, and then it wasn't you, a good shot. You keep talking about how we spoke again, but I don't remember that. I don't think that was me. I'm sorry, I don't mean to say all crows look the same, but you know. <laughs> Back inside the schoolroom. Oh, kids, Annie. Uh, is the rest of the party declaring anything or doing anything? Yeah, Hannah. I'm making a lengthy speech about how responsible I am and how good I am at um, being a babysitter and how I'll totally keep my eyes on Parallax all the time while making very dramatic winks at Parallax. Like, it's gonna be totally fine. I'm a cool babysitter. I'm just glaring at you the whole time. Like, um, no. <laughs> why don't you roll me a uh, persuasion plus presence check to convince these people? And Numa, the blonde haired man says, then you won't mind if you swear the oath. One success. Yeah, you don't know if they trust you. Yeah, I figured. Um, what? What? Oh, what are the terms of this oath? 
The terms of the oath are that if your friend, Parallax, is to leave this building, then one of you two will accompany him. We both accompany him? One of you must accompany him and be at his side at all times. What about if he has to use a bathroom? How close do we have to be? Because I'll go into any bathroom, but like, if it's not- It must be within line of sight and he can use the bathrooms here on this premises. And he kind of like wrinkles his nose as he's thinking about that. The, uh, the floating butt zooms through the living room where Ermengarde is, but Ermengarde doesn't see it, but there is like a bad smell for a second. And the butt whizzes in and starts like floating excitedly around Hannah. I'm really concerned about this, the bathroom terms because like, I don't really want to be in the bathroom with Parallax, but like line of sight, it's a little, it's a little iffy. Remain here in this building and don't cause any trouble. Mm, but we can leave the building with supervision. You are the supervision. Yes, I would parallax clear the building with his- All right, I, I think we've had enough talk about how many times or how many people need to watch me while I go to the bathroom, I mean. Gross, first off. Second, pee shy. Thirdly, not happening. Also, going back to the murders. So all you guys know is that this sword, this sword, killed those people. The sword that you used to cut off Orem's head was used to murder several other mages that have disciplines that overlap with your own. Yes. Mm. That is what we know. The Nimbus at the scene, as well as the temporal presence of whoever committed the murders, has been removed through magic. Wait, say that last sentence? The Nimbus of the person who killed those mages and their presence in time has been removed through magic. I'd like to ask, uh, him a question um, and have you have you figured out why all the time mages have been have been being targeted have you figured that one out yet space mages have been targeted and we suspect that it's to limit our ability to communicate long distances they're trying to cut off the concilium perhaps or simply remove our ability to teleport to other places haven't haven't you noticed the ley lines? Yes, we understand that there is something happening with the forces of time, but it is likely a symptom of the abyssal manifestation that is destroying members of our concilium. I'm going to turn to this beautiful lady next to me. What's your name? My name's Kumia, she says. Kumia, Counselor Kumia. Wait, Counselor means that she's the head of something, right? That's right. She's actually an equal rank with that guy who's talking to you. She's Uh, so nice. I say, you're so nice. What are you the counselor of? She smiles and says, I'm the counselor of the path of demons. 
I just smile at that. <laughs> so long, the Concilium of Boston has been run by outsiders. And soon we will see it restored to our own hands so that we may conduct business in a more appropriate manner. Wait, did I know that there was a section of demons? It's Mastigos. Mastigos are the path of demons. So give me a intelligence occult check. Okay. I have a, um, a check next to my occult. Does that give me an extra die? No, that makes it so you can cast spells with it. Okay. One, two. With two successes, you know that the path of demons is the path that Mastigos mages, mages of space and time walk. Um, you also remember that you had a friend once, his name was Amnesia, and he was a Mastigos mage. He was essentially tortured into awakening and then forgot all of his memories. So you're not entirely sure because you haven't met a lot of Mastigos mages and none of the party is a Mastigos mage, but you're pretty sure that it's like a path of insanity and it's a bit extreme. I'm going to assume that they all know each other and turn to her and say, do you know amnesia? <laughs> amnesia is a condition where you forget your memories. <laughs> <laughs> I just smile. I'm like, I think I'm a little, um, starstruck. Yeah. I mean, she's a four. So yeah. Do you swear it? Do you swear it? Says Numa in the middle of probably another one of Hannah's speeches. Uh, you must each swear. (laughs) What do you think parallax? This is going to be fine. Right. I mean, I don't see why we're answering to this guy. What was your name again? Nemo? My name is Numa. And you may address me as the counselor of the city of Boston. Oh, see. Yeah, sure thing, buddy. Um, So clearly you're pointing the finger at me for all these deaths but i mean what's the motive the fact because i killed i I admit to the first one i killed killed my mentor years ago but everyone seems to forget the part where he got a little power crazy and he threatened to do some crazy things to some gemstones yet here i am i don't know You continue to be a suspect, and I will not have a dangerous suspect roaming my streets. There there you go again with my streets. I I don't see your name on them. Yes, there should be a council, Kumea, next to Mona, chimes in. And as soon as we've established the principles, we are enough, says Numa. Yeah, you tell him, Kumea. We represent three of the diamond orders and the vote within the city council is to us. We are the will of this community and we have made 
the silver laws. If you do not follow our instructions, you will be considered an enemy of the state and our interfectors will deal with you. And so I present to you your choices again. I turn to Camilla. So, wait, do I actually, should I roll occult intelligence? This, uh, this um, council is made up of only three factions? No, all right, so you don't know all of the counselors. But you know Chain Paris was recently appointed to be a counselor of the Obermost Path. Now, Kumea is a um, Mastagos mage, and you actually heard that there was a different Mastagos mage who you had never met named Elphaba, who was the counselor. So it's a bit strange to you that Kumea is now the counselor. Um, Elphaba was a known recluse who never left her house and when disasters struck would never respond. So it's possible that she has been replaced or she's a space mage, possibly killed. Um, that leaves three, uh, three other paths. Uh, Tirsus, the path of life. Moros, the path of death and Acanthus, the path of fate and time. You're not sure which one of those Numa is, and you're not sure who holds the other positions. With the Nemean being replaced, you do know that um, a lot of his allies could have been replaced. You have no ideas about the specifics of how he was replaced. Okay. Big All right. Show. I'm gonna turn to um, Kamiya and ask, what happened to Alphaba? This is not the time, she says. I would be glad to have uh, a dinner with you, perhaps. I would love that. I'm, I'm having a great time. I, I really thought I'd have a bad time here, but it's going great for me. <laughs> I have dinner with a counselor. Uh, the room seems to be waiting on Parallax's answer. Wait, I thought there were, the question was addressed to Hannah and Mona about whether they're watching me. No, it's all three of you. You need to swear an oath is what they're saying. Oh, can I be out of it? Can it just be Hannah and Parallax? loopholes we could make it work parallax you are responsible for bringing him into this city as i understand that this is this is true yes will you swear to supervise him when he leaves this building i swear to um Hang out with him while he wants me there. I'm not going to watch him pee, though. You can't make me swear that. You must make a... The language that you use is important. I know, I know this. 
<laughs> I'm purposely doing this. Um. You can't, you can't force us to swear something. We don't want to swear. Then your friend will leave the city. We have enough problems and we do not need one more dangerous loose end. I mean, I haven't been in Boston for what, days now? It's been, it's been a while since we were actually in there, right? Um, so. Technically the whole, uh, you're not sure how much time passed in the alternate timeline, but it only felt like a day. Okay. Do you want to swear to like um, uh, prove your innocence? Um, I don't know. Would that work? You're not. Sure I... It would convince them. But I mean, I, can I declare in like high speech that I had no involvement with these new murders? Oh man, as you go to say that, the words fall flat in your mouth. And you can tell before you've spoken them that you did have something to do with these murders. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm, uh, <laughs> it, I start to think back for a second about that time we were in that alternative timeline and my other self went through that portal and if he actually died or not. Yeah. You see your other self for a moment. They have those distended black space arms you think that the sky is gray, but raining blood, and they reach out and into you. The hands touch your chest, and you feel your chest get cold. You're back on the ziggurat, but then you're back in the schoolroom. What? Um... I'm going to like go, am, am I already sitting? Yeah, I'm going to like, if I'm already sitting, I'm basically just going to put my elbows on my knees. I'm like, whoa, that was, did no one else feel that? Like feel the room. Um, no one else seems to have reacted to whatever you just felt. Oh my God. Um, can I make an educated guess that... Like, I know that his evil alternate is probably doing this. Can I guess that he thought of it and was transported? Because, like, I know that if I think of it now, I am also transported there. Yeah, you could suppose that. So I'm gonna, uh, are yeah. you going to tell the council about evil parallax? No. no, because the more you talk about it, the more it becomes real. Um, I'm going to look at Parallax and, and say, Parallax, don't think about it. The people in this room 
who don't understand the conversation that you've just had, just look at you. Numa, who continues to get a, just a little bit more red-faced with each thing that you say. <laughs> Kissing. Says, I do not have time for this. You will swear the oath or you will be removed. Okay, but the way my head is positioned, it looks like I have cat ears. <laughs> I'll, I'll declare it. I'll, I'll be like, I'll be on my best behavior and I will stay within <laughs> touch of my two companions here. Within touch? Okay, I should say yeah, with, yeah, I don't want to be touching. That would be too close to. Uh, uh, shouting distance? Within line of sight, perhaps. Whenever you leave the Covenant House. How about line of sight with exception of bathroom stuff? It's Peebas. Personal business. <laughs> you will have to return back to this building when you have to go to the bathroom. All right, very well. Uh, I'm going to, if that's the case then, uh, is there anything from this building that's uh, easily removable that I can use as a keepsake so I can easily come back here? You will find items throughout the building and provided that all three of you agree, he looks around, uh, actually not at the lady next to you, Mona, but to the other woman with the coppery hair and says, the Covenant House will be placed in your care and it's hollow will be free for you to use. Ooh, noise. Agrabota, if you would help us swear the oaths formally. And the guardian who came here with you steps forward and draws a circle, which they fill with a sigil on the ground. You can tell that they are casting some sort of fate magic. Oh. What's going to happen is that when you swear the oath inside this circle, it will become binding. Binding in such a way that it will actually give you a bonus of some kind as long as you are fulfilling the oath, but a penalty if you break it, you'll be cursed. So Trevor and I currently have warding gesture on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Does that negate it outright or does it just make it harder for this oath to happen? And the, and the shield I cast as well. Yeah, so basically you'll have to put down those shields in order to cast this oath and have it work. I mean, I don't agree with everything Parallax wants to do. <laughs> I will support you in your endeavors. Get rid of the board. Okay. 
Who's going to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead. I'll step in this. I'm like totally begrudgingly doing this. And I'm like, I'm totally wondering to myself if there's a way I can break this later, but I'll just do it for now. Uh, uh, as a fate mage, it is possible to break these. Yeah. But uh, basically, swearing the oaths is fate three, but if you wanted to change it, it would take at least fate four. Mm. I'm not nearly that good. Well, I'll do it anyway. I don't think I have much of a choice. Um, yeah. I swear that I'll behave in the city of Boston and have one of my companions keep line of sight of me at all times. And I sort of like whisper that last part. Okay. And the oath is made. You feel the fate binding itself into your destiny and into your pattern. Great. Like we're a cabal again, guys. Again? <laughs> cabal, guys. <laughs> uh, I'll step in. like raises an eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll drop my wards and step in the circle. I have to do it too, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I I solemnly swear that I will watch Parallax pee and he will follow me around everywhere. Amen. Hail Satan. The Numa Numa shakes his head and says, "We can change that oath now if you would like." <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, what were the words that they wanted me to say <laughs> they want you to swear to supervise parallax when he leaves the house i solemnly swear to supervise parallax when he leaves this house and you can feel it bind and then i say he'll say and then leave the circle nice Again, the circle. The butt, sad, doesn't go into the circle with you. I solemnly swear to supervise Parallax's endeavors when he leaves this house. All right. Um, with that, you can feel the magic fading into your own pattern and Mona and Hannah, whenever you are supervising Parallax outside this house, you will now be rolling nine agains. Ooh. Um, Parallax, cool. you will be rolling nine agains as long as you are being supervised. Cool. All right. We now have two babysitters. Congratulations. Bed time at nine o'clock. <laughs> Snack time's at two. All right. So I look at, uh, I don't say his name, but I look at him, Numo, and, uh, or Nima, Numa, Numa, and look at him, and I'm like, there's nothing else you can 
like of us, I think we'd be on our way. Excellent. I also must be on my way. He turns to Kamiya, the woman who is next to Mona before, and says, is she ready? And Kamiya nods and goes over to one of the doors. You see her holding something tightly in one of her hands. And she opens the door. The door that she opens leads to another location. It's not this house at all. The door should lead back into the living room, but instead you can see that it leads into some sort of high rise. It looks like a Boston high rise with extravagant furniture. And you see a woman beyond with a big snake tattoo on one of her arms. She has shortcut dyed red hair. Um, and she is casting some sort of space spell, which has opened this doorway between worlds. One by one, the group starts to walk through. Field trip. Bye, Camilla. Goodbye, Mona. I will contact you here. Great. I'm gonna turn around and go find the um, guard. Okay. Um, you can go through the other door. They both should lead into the living room, even though this one doesn't. Okay. Uh, the four masked mages, besides for your guardian, all go through those doors. Um, but Numa and the guardian remain as the other four mages leave and then shut the door. You walk back into the room and I'm going to first cut back to Ermengarde to ask, what other things are you saying to Bertie? So I also want to ask Shadow, why were the shooting thing aside, why were you in the maze? <laughs> it was a good party. Gotta keep my eye on things like this. It, if, was there a significance to the maze? Some, it sounds- oh, Yes. You're not gonna Very tell me. significant. Well, it, I'm not supposed to say, but you could call this a test, it says in between mouthfuls. <laughs> the Ward family uses it as a test. See who is attuned to the world. Did I pass or fail? Only people who are attuned to the world can awaken and see magic and reality as it is. Did you do that? That's good. I would hate to have failed. Did anyone else fail or pass? Did anyone else pass? It's been years since anyone passed out of that party. I'd be careful though. The Hydra's looking for you. The Hydra? You'll know it when you see her. And it's at that point that Mona comes into the room. The crow squawks up as many of the crackers as it can and flies past you, Mona. Ooh, uh, cool crow. Um, 
Is my prime side up still? Yes. And you can tell that crow is in fact an embodied spirit. <gasps> cool. Uh, uh, does it fly past me? Yes. All right. I'm going to say hi, bye. Um, Hannah, you can also tell that it's an embodied spirit as it flies into the room that you are in and lands on Numa's shoulder. Uh, can I tell what, um, like what kind of spirit, like what is it embodied? Yeah, you can roll your spirit plus gnosis and ask from that list of questions. What is the spirit's name? What's its rank? What manifestations does it possess? What uh, numas? What are its influences? And what is its bane? Well, I could if I got any successes. It's a burb. <laughs> <laughs> you burb. <laughs> Um, even without any successes, you think that this is a familiar. You're pretty sure it's an embodied spirit that's working with Numa in some way. Hmm. It's not a, his familiar. It could just be part of his court, but it's an animal. It's a very witchy thing to do to have an animal be your familiar. Yeah. My sad thinking about my past pets um all right I, I could try and look again i guess um yeah i think that you can you're a tiercis mage you should be able to just keep casting that spell but yeah so why don't you roll it one more time parallax are you doing anything no i think i'm just sitting quietly in contemplation i also want to I'm not, I'm not doing it yet, but I definitely want to call Numa by the wrong name again before he leaves. <laughs> nice. Uh, Numa is going oh, to turn, Numa is going to turn to you and say, and there's one more thing. You are not to enter the grounds of the Lyon mansion again. I understand you're invited there. You will not be attending. Can I at least ask why? There are things that you are not entitled to there. And we will leave it at that. He's going to heel turn on out of there. As Whatever you say, Nemo. <laughs> yeah. Hannah, you had a... Oh, I got one success. What question would you like to ask? Um, uh, I kind of want to know what its manifestations are. Um, so its manifestations are that it is innocuous, which essentially means that it can vanish and no longer be perceived if it wished to be. Um, and it also has the ability to harrow people, which essentially means impede their actions in some manner. Okay. Numa and his guardian start walking out through the living room. He turns and looks at Ermengarde and says, 
if you ever wish to find a more suitable teacher, you may contact me at this number. And he pulls forth a little pad of paper and rips off a piece and hands it to you. Whose number was that? Sorry. Uh, it is my personal number, says Numa. Is that who the crow landed on the shoulder of? Thank you. Is Shadow yours? We belong to each other. He loves barbecue chips. He looks over at the bird. The bird kind of like does a bird shrug. <laughs> and with that, the NPCs leave the building unless anyone's stopping them. Is this our new cabal building? I hear it comes with mana. Yes. Cool. I love it. I'm going to go look for the biggest room. All right. Um, you find that if you go to the right on the opposite side of the house from the kitchens, there is a clear staircase that goes up to an upper floor. There is one bedroom down here on the ground floor. Um, and it is pretty sparse. There's, uh, there's just like a bed frame, no mattress even in this bedroom. All of the other furniture has been taken out. And in fact, it looks like someone has taken all of, or most of the objects out of this house. Mona, are you going upstairs? Yes. On the upstairs, there is a, another set of Three, there's three doors that each lead to a bedroom upstairs. And then the hallway turns to the left. Each of these bedrooms is sparse, like the one downstairs, where they are all larger than the downstairs bedroom. Um, at the end of the hall where it turns, there's a door that leads into a library that's been completely ransacked. There's a table and some wooden chairs there and massive bookshelves that are empty of books. There is, as you see um, on that level, a stairwell that goes down to a door at the end of this hallway. It looks like the hallway crosses the whole house. Okay. And where, where does that take me? If you go down the stairs and open that door, you find yourself in the kitchen. Okay. Kitchen, living room, bedroom, and then three bedrooms upstairs with a ransacked library. Yep. And where's the pool of mana located? In the backyard. You oh. can tell that that's where the ley lines uh, crossed. So you know it's got to be somewhere outside. Okay. And I wonder where we are. <laughs> are we... Right. What town are we in? I'm gonna, um... Did we get keys to this house? I'm gonna walk out the door and knock on the neighbor's door. Um, it's actually quite a distance to the neighbors. So you'll have to walk down the street for a while if you're going to walk to the neighbors. Also, the car that you've arrived in is gone. I mean, it wasn't ours to begin with. I'm sure that driver wanted out. 
for a while now. <laughs> yeah, plus Hannah does not like driving cars, so we're going to have to find a new alternate form of transportation. Yep. Don't suppose this house has stables. Like horses? Maybe. You can check the backyard. I'm probably going um, to the backyard to assess the state of life in the back. Okay. I'll come with you. Um, is the whole party going out to the backyard? Sure. Why not? All right. Walking outside, you can tell that there are no stables, unfortunately. There is, however, a very large, if unkept, backyard that opens up into woods. And you can see, especially with your prime site, Mona, that there is a nexus, a place where the ley lines cross in the back. Excellent. Well. Uh, is the well a physical form? The well is some sort of, it's like an old drinking water well, and it looks pretty dilapidated, but the rope is in good condition. It's got tiles on the roof of the well. It's a stone well, circular, about five feet in diameter. Okay, I'm gonna pull up some water. Okay. As you start pulling up the water, you can tell that there is a bucket on the end of this thing. And the water that comes up is kind of like an opaque, thick, white liquid. It's not water exactly. And with your prime sight, you can tell that this thick liquid is made out of tass. It is mana. The water in this well is mana. Excellent. Um, I'm gonna like pop it on the side of the well and give Ermengarde a lesson. Ermengarde, I mean, I don't say, I don't say Ermengarde's name out loud. Uh, first, <laughs> I'm gonna say, have you come up with a mage name yet? Oh, anything, right? Yeah. Um, Ethel Stubbs. Ethel Stubbs? Ethel Stubbs. Ethel. Okay. Stubbs is like the last name? Mm -hmm. She was my favorite governess. Oh. Okay. Well, Ethel, magic exists. It can be conjured through patterns and language. Magic uses... There is a groan from somewhere down in the well. I look down the well. It's dark at the bottom. And you hear a raspy voice say, Oh, God, get me out. Amnesia, is that you? And that's where we're going to cut this session. Oh, man. <laughs> Who's in our well? You guys, we're in a cabal. Hooray. Hey. I'm totally going to redecorate in this house. I'm so excited. Um, I heard that those of you who had a goal to find a cabal resolve that aspiration and gain a beat for it. You can now replace it with a new aspiration. Has anyone made uh, steps towards your... Yes? So one of my aspirations was find somewhere safe to stay. Does this count here? Ooh, actually, 
I think that because Ermengarde perceives it as safe, yes. Oh, so does Victoria. That's funny. Unhoused <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. um, was also one of my conditions. So do I also remove that? Yes, and you gain another beat for removing unhoused. You are housed. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to pick a bedroom. <laughs> um, and of course, you all get a beat for playing. Is anyone replacing any of their aspirations now? And have you made progress towards your obsessions? Uh, I'm going to add the aspiration of breaking the oath. Okay. Classy stuff. Yep. Um, and Ermengarde, I think that you actually also gain an arcane beat for your conversation with the raven, where you determined that this raven was at the maze, but wasn't in your dreams. Okay. I'm gonna add an aspiration to teach Ethel so she will survive in the world of mage. Ethel Stubbs. Yeah, so be a good teacher to Ethel? Yeah. I'm gonna make a aspiration to make it to launch floors thing on Sunday, I believe it was. That is happening. Yeah, you didn't swear to that one. No, I didn't. Exactly. Just don't drink too much. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. All right. And we'll see how you sort out your new living arrangement and what other actions you take in our next session. Ooh. That was fun. Can I show you guys how crazy my notes look from this? It's just like... Uh... Oh, man. <laughs> I, I got pages of notes. Yeah. It's good. There's so many clues. Rudy's so good at giving all these clues. Oh, oh yeah. There are so much. I definitely feel like there's a, a sense of pure insanity from like, you know, the way the clues all show up and then trying to keep the top of them. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mage is a game of insanity, it's true. Oh, I'm just so glad we're in a cabal together, you guys. Like, technically, three of us are bound by, like, this uh, spell, but it makes me happy that we're a team. Mm -hmm.